I hate this job. I hate this job. I don't even have to come into the office. I can do this job from home. I need this place like I need a shotgun blast. Hey, you. You're cool. Fuck you, I'm out. Who's coming with me? Hey everybody, welcome back to the My Stupid Job podcast. My guest today is Sam Valentine from One Broke Actress. Sam, thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, really excited to have you on the podcast. You, uh, you're you so many things. You you do it all. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, you're an actress, but you have also started this blog and this podcast where you, uh, you peel back the layers a little bit and you, you do kind of like a immersive dive into what the what it's really like like the life of and you know you're it's not always acting a lot of it's auditioning a lot of it's um having some crappy jobs in the meantime paying your bills just staying in the city that that allows acting to happen and you're doing it and you're talking about it um it's called one broke actress and it's amazing thanks and, um is there anything that i missed like what else how what else would you say about it uh that i'm i think you pretty much covered it it was just kind of created out of a want of not understanding why no one understood why I was so <laughs> unfortunately miserable sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is in, in, we, we work in, in entertainments, uh, or entertainment adjacent anyways, or mm -hmm. we're trying, we're trying to succeed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think there is a big, um, thing right now where a lot of people don't want to show their like the grind they don't want to be like well i also work at uh chase bank during the week but i'm still like trying to make it as a writer or a director like whatever and they don't want to show that side of it but like you still gotta pay your bills and uh i think you better than anyone else that i've met like since i've known you you've always had like 75 jobs you're like yes. you're like the ryan seacrest of uh <laughs> of like being a up and coming actress. I take that as a huge compliment. Yeah, that, that guy, man works. Yeah, that man works. And um but well, you know, we'll 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 get to the stuff now, but like mm -hmm. you, you know, you you um obviously we've all had like our first jobs, we've had crappy jobs along the way. We've had um jobs that we might like. I think you, you always seem like relatively happy with the the stuff that you pick. Yeah, I well, I mean, I've done so many at this point that I know what I just won't do anymore. Yeah. There's been a lot of jobs where I was like, oh, just counting down the moments until until it all ends. But exactly. um, and then there's because of the the nature of of being an an actor, uh, you you do have to have certain types of jobs that allow uh, a little more flexible of a schedule because auditions happen mm -hmm. willy nilly. I was texting you the other day, and, and I and you find out about them like the day before. And if you are yeah. if you're an accountant, like how do you go to auditions? I don't know if you even can. It's you either have to get a really flexible job, or you have to be such a good worker that when it comes up, they can't say no. Yeah. That's what I've learned. Like you have to, you kind of need to be a mix of both. You kind of have to be such a good employee, and most actors, a great deal of actors, I think. Uh, kind of shrug that off. They're like, oh, it's just a side job. And I'm like, no, like if you want longevity in the consistency of this paycheck, but you also want to be an actor, just be so good that when you have to leave for an audition or you book out for three weeks, they want you back. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the, the dream and the, I've seen a lot of people do it this way is where they get, they hope to get the job that pays so well that they don't need to go back to their job. But that's not reality either, is it? Yeah. I mean, I think Listen, I can't wait for that to happen to where booking sure. is so consistent, but uh, I'll never know if that's actually going to happen. And I also like the idea of having a savings account and like retirement and, you know. What is that? What I are those know, things? I don't, uh, I don't know. Oh, I, I don't. Uh, I mean, we can definitely spend a whole episode talking about this, but I don't think that our generation will know the meaning of the word retirement. We'll work until we die. We, it's just, yeah. especially out here anyways. I, 
I like to think that if we're doing so, it's because we like what we do. Like, I don't think there'll come a time when I don't feel like doing good acting That's work. probably, well, that too. But like, even any work, like, I just think we are a generation that's just like, I'm just going to keep working, I think. I mean, I don't yeah. know what that's like to sit around. I mean, to feel, to get to an age where I'm like, I'm done. Just, it's Matlock for, I, for here on out. <laughs> Do you think they'll probably remake it in the next couple of years anyway? They should. That's a great <laughs> show. It's probably on the docket right now. I also think that I, I personally have a tendency to fill my schedule no matter if it's paid work or not. When mm-hmm. I go on a vacation, we will decide to, we're not going to do anything. It's just going to be like a, a empty days. And then the morning we get up and I think, oh, I guess I'll have breakfast and then maybe go to the gym. And then I'd like to read for a while. Like I'll find time to fill my time. So I don't know if I'll ever be not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, you, I meant like not doing work mm-hmm. or like, you know, trying to re- trying to receive a paycheck. Yeah. I hope I don't need one by then, but yeah. who knows? Well, I mean, like, um, I just booked a commercial for United Airlines. Yeah, you I, did. And um, I, back to that moment, and it's like, I didn't, uh, I made great money, but I didn't make fuck you quitting my job money. No. Like, and so I've seen people do that. They get, like, one episode on a TV show, and they're like, I quit. And then, like, a couple months later, they're like, please hire me back. <laughs> Starbucks um, or whatever. It feels like a green mistake to do something like that because once you've seen a paycheck come back and you've paid out to taxes and then you pay out to managers and agents and the union usually, once you get that paycheck back, it's usually about 35 to 40% of what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. So you kind of learn that pretty quickly that you have to be really humble. And also it doesn't come like right away. Like, I don't know when, (laughs) I don't know when I'm going to get the check for that. Was it not, was it non-union? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They can pay you whatever the fuck they yeah, want. Yeah. I'll get it uh, next year. That's how I do uh, some print work sometimes. And they, I'm like, well, I hope in six months I get this paycheck. This had a print element too. There was, oh, okay. was video, video and print. And it's like all used for all their marketing. That's stuff. so great. I no, no idea what it's for. Yeah. I'm the, this is the face of American United Airlines. Now they're firing me. Oh my God. I, United Airlines. I I'm usually not. hate United Airlines, but I'll, I'll check them I out for you. I've never flown them up until. <laughs> They had, I talked to, they were wonderful. Um, they had, um, they flew me down to their like hub in Houston. Like they have their, they redid the whole terminal down there and that's like their big uh, place. And we shot down there and I was like, this is amazing. Like I never fly United. I don't know why I thought they sucked. And actually they're like the number two airline behind uh, Delta. They do go a lot of places. They do. And, and so they all route through Houston. <laughs> and it's like, it's one of those things. They have like that one incident a couple of years ago, like that they drug that, doctor off the plane with that you remember that oh just, i had totally forgotten they like needed that. volunteers to get off a plane or something and he wouldn't go and so they physically the new york the police department physically removed this guy to the plane and people were getting videos of it and it just from a pr standpoint looked horrible and everyone was like fuck united airlines they're the worst i'm never flying there again but they don't know the whole side of the story and it's like if you look at a and the airlines otherwise reputation you know, 99.999% of the time, they're pretty flawless. And then they have like a one little incident and everyone's like, that's, that's who they are as an airline. They're the people who drag humans off of planes. And that's, that's cancel culture. I mean, I would expect that more that from is, like spirit, is, to be honest. Well, but... that airline sucks. But, <laughs> if we're going to make uh, overarching expectations. But that's, spirit airlines could be how you could keep most of your, um, your paycheck if you need, if you they didn't pay for your flight. And like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to spend as little money as possible so I can keep all of this check as a profit and just um, wear all of your luggage you have to because they it's like whatever the price is that's the price for you as you're dressed right now can't even take that uh, can of soda no. water with you this person gets to sit in a middle seat that's the price if you want anything other than what i just described 
that'll be an extra five dollars you want to sit in the aisle 25 dollars. you want a blanket we don't have those you want to take a shit that's that's twelve dollars <laughs> you don't get to do other stuff but sit in the in the middle of the plane and suffer and cry suffering is free no tvs or anything yeah 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 suffering is free <laughs> that's their new motto <laughs> oh god so let's go back what was okay. um when did you start working? Because you're you're uh, you're such a, a hustler. I imagine it's got to be pretty early on in life. I love money. Yeah. Um. So I think my first job was I was probably uh, when I was eleven. I started babysitting. Okay. Um. Which now I look at eleven year olds and I think, what the fuck? Can we curse? Yeah. Okay. Uh, great. Did you know you share me drop like seventy five f bombs no, in I, a row? I just very very well, self centered. Yeah. Um. I don't know what anyone was thinking putting me in charge of children when I was 11. Well, I was a child. My wife and I are about to have a baby, and yeah. the thought of letting an 11-year-old human watch... Like, I, got, I have uh, nieces and nephews that are like 14, 15, and I still don't know if I'd like... Yeah. I might go to the movies and come back, but that's about it. Yeah, I was I was fully babysitting at like 11 and 12 for all the next-door neighbor kids. Wow. Uh, and I started to that. We lived in... At the time, I lived in Oklahoma... And we had like a little cul-de-sac of neighbors uh, in like a, a budding little suburban metropolis. And I was the babysitter. So I was working like two to three nights a week regularly. And yeah. then during the summer, I had like a Monday through Thursday family. I would watch their kids while the parents were to work. Um, so, Making big bucks or? I mean, those... I think I made like $8 an hour. Wow, that's a lot back then. Yeah, I thought I was so rich. Um <laughs> I could buy that, whatever I, mean, I wanted at Walmart. Granted, you're not working like an eight-hour shift with, uh, you know, lunch breaks or whatever, but that's still that's a good rate for an 11-year-old. It was pretty good, and I, all the snacks I could want, which and is great because we never was, had good snacks. I was making five, like five forty-five an hour at 16, at age 16, and that was the minimum. It was a little bit over minimum wage. Did, did you lifeguard too? Did we talk about that? No, I don't really swim well. Uh, that's right. Although I did work in the boating area of a summer camp. Okay, maybe I that's what it was. I can boat. I can't really swim. Yeah, the thing that does the swimming for you. It's <laughs> a, the apparatus that keeps you afloat. Yes, um, but if you fall out of the boat, I'm not your man. Not your man. <laughs> um, bring another lifeguard. Uh, so babysitting was number one. Mm -hmm. And then what was your first like real job? Were you uh, getting like, a paycheck from a company or somebody? Um, I worked at a KB Toys pop-up. Pop-up? Mm -hmm. It was only for the holiday season okay. at the local mall in St. Louis. Uh, so when I lived in St. Louis. And uh, they were open from November to end of January, kind of when the toys were gone. Okay. And it was in a, it, the shop used to be something else. And they made it. Probably a Halloween store. Yes, probably something like that. And they, we put up these flimsy shelves and stocked them with the, the terribly plastic toys I'm sure we all had. And I worked there for a couple months. And uh, that was my first real job. Okay. And eventually at the end, there was like one shelf of toys. What'd you do? Left. You're a cashier, sales associate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was cashier. All, all around like person in a retail experience. Mm -hmm. okay. And I like restocked and stuff. I was 16, I think. The second I could have a job, I had one. Yeah. That was, um, for we're about the same age. And 16 mm -hmm. is, was when we could get like legal work. Mm -hmm. uh, I I got luck, lucky, not really lucky, but like the... I started lifeguarding at 15. I got my, we had to have a certification. So I was 15, but I was about to be 16. So I start, I technically started working when I was 15. Um, but they, it was like under the assumption that they knew I was within the season, I would be turning 16. Uh, and then there's like a, a thing that you have to have, you have to get CPR certified. So they were like, well, he has all the shit he needs. So let's bring him on. 
And you um, just did it. Was yeah. it like a cool job to have? Do you know when you were a kid, there was like cool son, jobs? Yes. So, I mean, like obviously McDonald's would be not a cool job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is the opposite of that in the other direction by like on the furthest way that you could go. Yeah, that's like you a get job paid to cool sit around had. in your bathing suit with, I mean, and you're a 16 year old guy, hormones are going crazy <laughs> and your coworkers are girls your age also in their bathing suits and you're sitting around doing mostly not shit for mm. hours. And then you, you get a tan, you jump in the pool every once in a while to cool off. You never worked you like home. nights. Or like no, early mornings. It was no. like a daytime summer the, job. No, the pool opened. Yeah, it was just a summer job. The pool opened at 10. It closed at, you know, when the sun goes down. And, you know, six or seven. It was the life. Like, I would tell my son uh, that that needs to be his first job as well. <laughs> Do you want to know what the cool job was in my co- in my high school town? What? The, working at the snow cone stand. Oh, yeah. We had that, like, shaved ice. Yeah. yeah it yeah, was yeah. like a locally little-owned spot. And, like, it was, a, it was the coolest job if you could work at the snow cone stand. I would say if I'm going to be, like, real honest the other cool job in our town was um to work at the cd store like it used to be called uh fye like for your entertainment they don't exist anymore oh like the virgin mega stores like uh-huh. those if you worked at one of those and you could get discounts on cds like it was it was a cool store to go in and shop at like it, like at that time and these no one nowadays will even know what the fuck that is but like it was cool to just be in there and hang out and there's like a little coffee shop in there and if you worked there that was like it looked you looked at the employees and you're like they're probably having a good time yeah like those, they're like actually cool yeah and uh that would have been probably what i would have done in the winter but i found another i found a pool like an indoor pool and i just lifeguarded in the summer and in the winter so i just doubled <laughs> wow, down. you extended <laughs> i doubled down on on the the the, le- the life of leisure and they typically paid pretty well too because you had to have a certification right there's requirements of like physicality to that yeah yeah you have to be able to save somebody not that you ever will need to but like the they need to know that you could if you wanted to yeah and i could so good for you um yeah uh so yeah kb well, i don't know we had that out here our the mall in los angeles had a um, pop-up like a fao schwartz like mm-hmm. around christmas time they used to do that a bunch but now i don't think kids even want toys anymore i think you just get them all online or that too but like also it's like if you're 13 and you have an ipad it has 7500 games on it and you never need a toy you can just be like well what i don't want to play this game anymore this game the thing is the, it, i don't think they look at it like it's a it's one toy it's a bunch of things God, that's true. And they yeah. all, everyone has a phone and TikTok yeah. and all the whatever's cool. Endless, and... endless entertainment um, that, that serves them in a way, uh, or, you know, the dopamine rush that like a, a t- an action figure will never give you. Right. And your imagination might not even give you because you don't need to imagine it. You're seeing it really happen. You're seeing your friends really do shit. And dark. it's dark. You got to gotta do some work. You're, I don't got a know kid if ahead of you. it's you different got... or I don't know if it makes you better or if it makes you worse. I just, it's just like, it's, that's the thing. Now. So yeah. I mean, gotta... we were the generation who grew up with consistent TV into internet. So we you have, know. we have both. We we're, okay. uh, we're kind of the only generation that like we got to experience life on this side of it and mm-hmm. this side of it. And uh, so we know a little bit of both and I, I'm not, ever gonna say i think that it was better before uh there's some people that will and i i it's just it's better it's better now now is always the best time it's yeah because we have all the shit we have all the cool don't shit. they say that that's not really a thing like how everyone's like back in the day and they're like back in the day you just forgot what all the problems were yeah. like it's like not actually a relevant concept well you like to think of the things that really made you uh like that time like maybe the the tv shows or the music that of that generation or whatever mm-hmm. and it, it strikes um this, your pulls on your nostalgia strings a little bit but you don't remember how hard it was to like 
drive someplace without ways or you, know, you had to print out directions oh my God, on my map, map quest yeah. i used to go so in college i would go to audition i went to college in missouri state which is in southern missouri mm-hmm. and i would uh, drive to auditions in oklahoma and now i complain about going 45 minutes to santa monica yeah but i would drive five hours one way for a five minute audition and then five hours back oh jesus and i had printed maps <laughs> I just specifically remember, I and I kept do, that folder because I would go there so often. Even in college, for me, like the first, uh, the iPhone came out the year that I graduated college, like the year I moved to LA. And so, uh, in college, if we wanted to go anywhere, we printed out MapQuest. Like yeah. that was that was the it was a normal thing to do, and I and we didn't think that it was hard at the time because we didn't know a better life existed. And now yeah. that we do have it, I couldn't imagine doing like be driving and reading a printouts. What are you crazy? It's the worst. Now is better. This is <laughs> this is absolutely better, and it sits like right on my dash in my car, and uh, you know it's it's it could just drive the car for me, and that's coming soon too. I hope truly. I uh, so now we're done with the toy store. Mm-hmm. What happens next? Uh, okay. So I got a job across from the toy store at American Eagle. Okay. So this was like my step up. Oh this was yeah. Like... That, oh, I got another one. I, uh, Abercrombie was like the cool kid store oh, to work at. Okay. So I also eventually worked in Abercrombie. Okay. So you graduated. Yes. Everybody knows that you went to American Eagle if you weren't cool enough to work at Abercrombie. Oh yeah. Yeah. American yeah, yeah. Eagle is like slightly poor Abercrombie, yeah, but yeah, here's what I can tell you from the insider perspective. American Eagle, way cooler than Abercrombie. In what regard? The people. Cause not the clothes. The. Okay, they've evolved. Not everything has that eagle on it anymore. <laughs> at the time, I thought it was awesome. But everything I spent has the like moose my whole at the paycheck. other store. I know that fucking moose. Um, I uh, I loved it. I loved working in American Eagle. I worked there for like three years, which was a very long-standing job for high school. Uh, I liked wearing my headset. I liked the people I worked with. I paid it paid pretty well paid like 12 13 bucks an hour or something jesus christ Oh, at some point i did i was also a hostess at denny's and i made 12 dollars an hour to be a nighttime hostess at denny's you, i know you're thinking do they host us at denny's but they do yeah and they no. denny's never closes so i would just eventually leave i mean that's great <laughs> i like to hop around uh okay so hostess at denny's went to american eagle uh so that in college, I've had a, a shit ton of jobs between those two things, but just to juxtapose American Eagle and Abercrombie for you. In college, I went and uh, interviewed at Abercrombie to get just like a couple hours a week job. And they don't hire uh, cashiers or uh, service employees. They hire models. Brand reps. Yeah, you're a model. So that way they can hire and fire based on looks legally. Yeah. So I sat down for my audition with like three other people on a couch. I worked there. I know. Oh, okay. Oh. So I'm talking to a fellow model. Okay, got it. <laughs> and they sat us down. They're like, so nice to meet you guys for this model position. And I looked around and I was like, they hire Abercrombie models in Missouri? Like what? So you this didn't know. Oh, you just didn't I know. I just didn't know. I was like, yeah. this is also like, I don't think I belong here. Uh, I got the job. I worked one shift. I've never in my life done this before. I'm such a good employee. I went to one shift on this job. It was supposed to be eight hours. At five, I just left and never came back. There was nothing for me to do. Yeah. I was at American Eagle. You're busy. Like, I'm doing fitting rooms. I'm cashier. I'm restocking. You're busy. Nobody goes into Abercrombie. It is empty. Yeah. And you are refolding. I asked, I was like, is there something I can be doing right now? Because you can't stand around. They said, you can mess up that pile of shirts and and refold refold it. it. And I said, okay. And I got my stuff and I left because it's just not serving me. Yeah. 
Uh, I was, I, I mean, still am, but was really good at board folding t-shirts, like stacks of t-shirts. Did you enjoy that job? Of course, who, if anybody said yes to that, they're lying to you. Okay. That's most interview questions, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I don't know we can get to that in a minute, but it's still, it's like, <laughs> no, I didn't enjoy board folding, but I did it because that's what was paying me. That's what they were asking me to do. And I got pretty good at it. But there's just some, I think because I came from American Eagle, this is going to be the podcast of American Eagle versus Abercrombie, because I came from there where it was so much to do, like seeing a wall of jeans that's just destroyed and then putting them back and making it look so nice is just such well, the a only, good sounds feeling. sounds like the only difference between that and Abercrombie is that you would be the one destroying the jeans. <laughs> the difference was customers, customer, Aaron. <laughs> customers destroying it or you're destroying it. Either way, it needs to be fixed. And so, you know, if, that's, if the fixing it part is the, what brings you joy, then you can, you can also, you're in control of that. I did, could, I did not feel satisfied. Did, I, I get it. Um, but there was a lot of standing around, I remember. There was a lot of... Um, and then people started stealing stuff. I remember we sat in the back and we had to put the little uh, sensor tags on, on uh-huh. stuff for a while. And then we have to fold the clothes in a way that hid the sensor tags because they're an eyesore. They're ugly. Nobody wants to see that. Oh, they're so, so big. And they're, yeah. So that that became a thing for a while. But I, I worked there in 2004. I only worked there for about a year. Did you I go around and spray the mannequins? You spray everything. You spray the stacks of t-shirts. You spray so the So everything jeans. smells like Abercr- the Abercrombie. Fierce. Yep. Fierce mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. We had testers. We All my clothes in my closet smelled like it even after I would wash them. <laughs> It, that's that's how ingrained in the fabric fierce was for myself because I was just there a lot and it was just, we just it was sprayed on everything. And I wonder would, if they still do this. I don't think they do. There's um Abercrombie um, rebranded completely. Oh, they did. Yeah, there's one in the Century City Mall. Um, oh, I know they it. took out the one in the Grove. We were walking around for uh, we were gonna take our our uh, pregnancy announcement photo and we did our uh, anniversary up in the mountains and mm-hmm. I wanted like some uh, mountainy looking shit. <laughs> I was walking around the mall and I was like, what is this store? And I went in and they had some cool sweaters and stuff and I was like, oh, this is Abercrombie. It didn't even look like an Abercrombie. Weird. And I bought a sweater. Really? Yeah, I ha- this is the first thing I bought from Abercrombie since like 2003. And it doesn't smell like fierce. No, it doesn't. It wow, does we've come so far. Yeah, that's um, this is the world we live in now. And then people will look back and say it was better before. It was better <laughs> when it smelled. That's how. That's I will never, do. I will never look back at that smell and feel good. I'm glad. I'm glad that that's the case. So, w- when did you start acting? So I went to college for acting. Um, So I did some plays in high school, and then I was like, oh, my God, college for acting. And, like, my parents said, okay, and I don't know why. Uh, And I thought about teaching it, and then I realized I was just kind of trying to hide from the fact of actually doing it. I was too scared, and I realized that I took all all the acting classes and none of the teaching ones. So I decided to just change majors and go into full acting. Um, and so I did that through college. I came out to LA. Um, this May will be nine years. Congratulations. Thanks. Super fine with it. Uh, and don't really care. <laughs> Anything after two feels like a success. Yeah. You live here now. You're, this is your home. This is, this is the longest I've ever lived anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it's home. So then I came out to LA. I, I uh, actually had a showcase out here with my senior graduating class, which was cool that my school did that. So I had a commercial agent out here before I got here, which was cool um, okay. because they saw I came and saw them after my showcase uh, and interviewed with them. And they called me to, uh, like, we'd like to bring you in and have you sign paperwork. And I was like, I'm back in Missouri. And they still said, yes, just come see us when you're back, which was cool. Uh, Most people don't say that for the record. No, and I will tell you, they turned out to be absolutely horrible, horrible people. Yeah. But uh, at the time, I thought I was just winning. Uh, so I 
came to LA, had a commercial agent, ended up getting a voiceover agent. Um, uh, took me ugh, probably like nine months to book my first commercial of auditions. And I was like, this is it from here on out. Only bookings. Only bookings. So it only yeah. took me two months, but I'll never get another one ever again. That was my, only, that was my last one. <laughs> you hit hard pretty fast. That's pretty exciting. My agent came out of the gate swinging with auditions this, this year. And, That's great. Um, and still, it still is. I had two the other day. I was texting you. And, um, you know, you think you know, every single one, you're like, oh, if I could just get one of these two, it'd be great. And, you know, and like once you book one, you know how fast the booking process is. So yes. if you haven't heard like the next day, like you didn't get it's it. It's done. I know. <laughs> yeah. It, with commercial. I don't know if it, theatrics is the same way. But sometimes um, I but they show you the dates for the callback and then the dates for the fitting and then the dates for the shooting. And um, we were in San Diego like a couple weekends ago and I had uh, while I was down there, I got an audition notice for the following day. Uh, at like noon so we could come back I auditioned it was like right down the street like by that Chipotle have you ever been auditioning oh uh, 2200 sunset yep. yeah and uh, like walked over there got an audition uh, got a call back the next day and walk over there and then got put on a veil and then the the I didn't like, I got released from a veil mm -hmm. but it was like it all happened in like a three day thing and then the shoot was going to be that Friday so, so it was fast. like, man, now I, now that I know how fast they go, I, if I don't hear back the next day, I should pretty much just assume. Yeah, unless someone drops out. And then in which case, there's always there's always a chance. But... Yeah, yeah. But but like you hold that day. That was, the th that was like the shittiest thing. It was the first time this has ever happened. It's such a stupid not oh. problem to have. But like oh, yeah. my agent. Being on hold sucks. Yeah, you're in this little limbo <laughs> where you, you haven't booked it, but you also haven't not booked it. And uh, you like to think I'm like sitting around. It's like three o'clock on the day that the fitting is supposed to be, and I haven't been told anything. So I'm like, mm, probably still gonna call me. And um, uh, so I sent my agent an email. I'm like, what's the deal? Like, am I going to the fitting or not? And he's like, oh, you can pretty much assume by this point that they have released you. I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me? I didn't do anything today because I I knew I, I didn't know where the fitting was gonna be, and so I held my whole day open for this shit. Yeah. And I, now I'll yeah. never do that again. It's it, being on hold is like the worst. I at one point told. My commercial agent, um, when I was, so when I, before I joined the union, I used to go out all the time. It was so nice. Um, and I told my agent at one point, I was like, just actually don't tell me because it gets me so stressed. And then I'm just worried. I was like, if I book something, just know that I'll make it happen. And they were like, I don't know. I was like, no, no, just, just don't tell me because I'll, I was like, you just tell me when I get it because yeah. or else I'm just, I'm just a mess. I hate being on hold. Um, that, yeah, well, I mean, that was also my, it was like my second audition ever. And it was my first callback and I was like, oh, this is cool. This happened. This must happen all the time. You wanted to say easy. I, know I didn't want did. to say easy, but I mean, this, this particularly that one was easy because there wasn't, um, any lines or anything. It was, it was just like, Hey, we want, uh, an average looking white guy with a beard for this one or whatever the thing was. Yeah. Commercials and are funny in it's that just way. Like talent is irrelevant. It's just like, is this the demographic or is this the look we wanted? And I was at an audition one of the auditions I was at the other day, everyone else in the waiting room, except for me was, uh, like a redheaded dude. <laughs> And I was like, this is either a really good thing or like they have made up their mind that they want a, a ginger person for this and I'm not going to get this. And you I never didn't know. Get it. Yeah. And so I was like, well, maybe they're like trying to convince themselves that they don't want that person. So they have a few uh, brown haired guys in there for just, op just <laughs> you're, options. You're the diversity hire. Yeah. Of that that, I would have been the diversity hire for that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Weird. commercials are uh, I'll tell so you weird what like that. the brand is uh, offline, but I uh, I wore I had to wear a speedo for that audition. Shut up. Yeah, it was pretty funny. No. Yeah. 
You had one though, like ready. Of course, I was, of course. A, I was a lifeguard. I swam. I was, uh, oh my god, lifeguard! I got forty speedos. What color did you want me to wear? I got all of. Them. I showed up with speedo options. No. Um, That's amazing. It was black. Um, That's amazing. But they, I saw it in the thing, and there was like other people that were there that were going, and they were just like in their underwear, and they're they're like, "You brought a speedo?" I don't know. I'm like, yeah, it said speedo on the thing. Anyways, that's it's, it's, that's uh, silliest thing I've ever done: is drive to Santa Monica and stand in a room with like three other people pointing cameras at me wearing a speedo and doing whatever actions they tell me to do. I had to wear uh, a onesie, like a sleeping onesie. Oh yeah, for with a car fo- commercial the other day. Uh, they were like suggested onesie wardrobe. Did you bring, you had your own? Uh, uh, yeah, my friend uh, owns several onesies. She has one with glows in the dark dinosaurs. That was my pick. Um, so I wore her glow in the dark dinosaur onesie, um, to that audition. And I was sitting in the hallway and I was like, wow, I'm a 31 year old woman (laughs) just trying to get a job (laughs) in pajamas. So you said, uh, Something about the fact that you, when you were non-union, you went out a lot, and then now it's so much it's, more. It's dried up. My agent told me that before. He was like, "You're gonna get uh, a lot more work as because they're all not all the commercials are like non-union right now." Yeah, and they're working to uh, as a as a union member. They're parts of my union, um, especially the Adsco union campaign, are working to. Um, get that back on board we just negotiate renegotiated the commercial contracts last year um because you could you used to be able to book a commercial and and pay your bills for a year for yeah you'd be set for a while yeah and now um because they got all the, because they got a line of other people that just moved here from wichita that'll do it for 500 yeah. bucks and be like flat yeah and be ecstatic and listen and I, I i was that person so i totally get it but the companies are like why would we pay somebody you know, 80 grand you know, using their likeness for the whole year when we can pay somebody a thousand dollars once. Yeah, and exactly. The residuals are a whole thing. Yeah. So they renegotiated the commercial contract. So now there's tiers to it. Uh, so you, when you use union actors, you can choose which tier you'd like to use. Yeah. And then if you go over that usage of that commercial, uh, you can pay more for that instead of like being locked into paying them a big, big sum. You can shoot low and then pay over if you need to. Uh, it's a little complicated, but it's, yeah. they did a good job with it. Uh, I am excited to see what it might bring into this year. It's also, I'm also, uh, as I get a little older, not as, <clears throat> all that LaCroix, um, not as commercially, mm, I'm not as commercial as I used to be. Okay. It's weird. Aging in this business is like a whole game. Um, and it's probably different different for women than it is for men uh, yeah a little bit but you just did a whole uh rebranding thing that i did i cut all my hair off i dyed it dark i <laughs> bought new clothes i think it looks I, great thanks um it's i i was very um uh like girl next door kind of uh it used to be that you needed to be a blank canvas right yeah. for people to like put you places and now the business moves so fast like there's like 512 pilot or, uh, shows active shows going on this year um the the business is just moving so quickly they need to look at you and unless you are someone they know like if unless you're you know chris evans or unless you're like never heard of him. Uh, yeah i know it's a new guy um unless they know exactly who you are and they can stretch you and do different things with you you need to walk in as basically exactly what they're looking for more or less yeah they their imagination is um my agent was like oh you need to get some other shots where you're like this one you're like a young dad wearing like a soccer jersey and then this one you're wearing like a lab coat because you're a doctor and i'm like you're just telling me clothes 
Like, can't they just take, imagine my face, but in a, a, a referee jersey? Like, why do you want me to, my, I need to go spend money on pictures when they can just use their imagination on And I will tell you, I think that um, casting directors sometimes get a bad rap of being unimaginative, but I think that they are so overloaded right now, they don't have the time or budget to pick outside, to color outside the lines. I don't even know if it's on them. Like, they're not the ones making the decision. They're just like data entry they're like let me take your picture say the thing that's right here and then mm-hmm. okay now you're out and we got that and we give all of this information to the client and then they pick the person right and so but um, to get to that room to yeah. get picked the photos and i so i just did a podcast with um my favorite headshot photographer who you'd probably love <clears throat> sorry my throat um i have it too it's so coronavirus. dry coronavirus <laughs> <clears throat> the LA version, it's called a dry throat. We do have, well, there's something, it's like really kind of, it's been windy a little bit and I've got this little, like, it's little not really tickle? Wind, a little tickle uh-huh. and I'm not, I'm not sick. Mm-hmm. Like I know what being sick feels like and I'm also not, uh, it's weird. It's like, a, just sick. I feel it too. Yeah. We also both just worked really late last night. So I think yeah. that's and part of us. And I was screaming us. a bunch. <laughs> screaming in San Diego. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Uh, oh, a headshot photographer. She talked about using thoughts when people are f- photographing. Like, sure, maybe you need a doctor coat, but also like, <clears throat> so sorry. But are you are you the doctor who, um, uh, like, is in a commercial, like, here's your prescription? Or are you like, I'm going to give you some bad news in like a medical drama? Like, they're kind yeah. of two different photos. Well, in commercials, the it's doctor, prescription who, doctor, doctor who gives bad news is not typically in, in the commercial. No. Like, uh-uh. No, no, no. Dry Xantix. Here's some bad news. You have lung cancer. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, yeah. tell your doctor about Xantix. Xantix. It's Jan- Chantix. Chantix. Yeah. Uh, Chantix. Prescription drug commercials are wild. I have a friend who uh, just qu- was able to quit all his day jobs because his commercial has been renewed for three years. Well, that's the, that's the good version of that. Because I have a friend who I see, he's in a commercial, and he I see it in Hulu, everything. He's like every other commercial he's in this. And I texted him. I was like, dude. I, I've seen your Toyota commercial one billion times. I hope you're getting residuals. And he said, nope, $1,500 flat rate. Oh, that's that fucking like, money, oh my man. God. That sucks. It, kills. sucks. it kills. I was cut out of a Toyota commercial this time last year. I remember that. Yeah, that was a bummer. You're also cut out of an episode of um, uh, AP Bio. AP Bio. I've been, the back I, of your head was in there, though. I saw it. Was it ridiculous? <laughs> I watched that show anyway, so it wasn't like I watched it just for you, but I did watch Thanks. it. Thanks. No, I... Um, I love that show. I it was uh, really and when fun. you posted it, we posted a, uh, you did a whole blog write up about it, and it was um, uh, in, informative. You know, it's just like you do, you well, you have your expectations when you go on set, and you know what you were told to be doing, and then sometimes they get in the editing room, and it didn't make as much sense, and then uh, yeah. that's unfortunate for you, but you still got paid probably. And uh, yeah, uh, a little bit less, uh, but it's I mean it's it's just never about you, right? It's about time. It's about. It's about, it's about they're telling a story and yeah. uh, you know, that didn't make the story that didn't move the story in the way that they wanted it to. So they, you got chopped out. Exactly. And that has nothing to do with you. So if anyone's listening who, who is in that world, like probably you'll get cut out of like a good handful of things. This episode should just go on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, this, maybe isn't we should even, this isn't even my podcast anymore. You've commandeered uh, my subject. Matter I know I should stop talking. Do you want to talk more about jobs? <laughs> well, I mean, th- this is your, this is your job, but I mean like um, typically the whole, the, the Genesis is like, cause you, you, um, you're on the on the rise to being a successful actor, and it's like all the crap that you had to do to get that, and like what they like builds your character and makes you you who you are. And like a lot of people that are on, you're very funny as well, but you're not like trying to make a career out of being funny. We're also neighbors. If mm-hmm. anybody wants to know that, we've been friends for a long time, and Indeed. Sam lives right down the street from me. 
Um, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's those things that, that typically, uh, are fun to talk about, like the shit that you had to do before you are who you are right now. Yeah. That's literally why so, I have what's the website. How about this? What's the worst <laughs> job you've ever had? And that can be. I think span. there's a couple that come to mind, but one is, uh, for about five days, I was an assistant to a very famous woman who I will tell you about after the podcast. Um, she was famous years ago. Um, she has... It was Paris Hilton. <laughs> I wish. Uh, she had some daughters, and I was going to be her assistant and help with the kids a little bit. And she was so crazy. Like, I wasn't allowed to call her daughters anything but their name. I went to wake them up in the morning, get them breakfast, and I was like, good morning, sweetheart, doing some pancakes or something. And she was like, oh, um, we don't call them anything but, you know, their names because it's just bad for their character. I don't want them to be called beautiful or sweetie or anything. She's like, only their names. I was like, all right, cool. Maybe this is some woke okay, thing. Okay, bitch, what about you? Can I call you? <laughs> What's your name? Is what it always? exactly call you? Because uh, thinking of a few other ones that might fit you right now. Um, I wasn't allowed to eat their food um, or consume anything in the house. It was like off limits to How me. long were your shifts? Uh, I was in and out because I was like running okay. uh, errands. Um, she had me... I. The the day I absolutely quit, roughly five days in, um, she wanted me to drop the kids off at school and she was like, just come back with groceries before you bring the kids back from school. So it's like a solid eight hours. So I went to the gym and worked out and then I was going to go home and shower and this and that. And she called me and she was like, where's the groceries? I said, oh, I thought I was bringing them home with the kids later because I, I, I'm not getting paid for these hours. And she was like, oh, no, no, you are on my time. Uh, shocking and then she wanted me to go this is it she wanted me to go to Walgreens and get some things for her and she uh wanted me to go to the Walgreens on Sunset and Vine specifically and I was like I'm right next door to this Walgreens right now can I go in there and she said no I needed to go to that specific bougie Walgreens that, that has dope, like a sushi that, it is a dope Walgreens my office used to be right next to that Walgreens and I went there for lunch like every single day it's, like, a, it's cool yeah, right but they have the same products that uh, other Most, Walgreens have. Yeah. They have a bigger beauty section. Indeed. Is that why you had to go there? Uh, it was Neutrogena brand things. Oh, that you can get at Target? At anywhere. Anywhere. Uh, but I had to go to that Walgreens. And I was like, this is too much for me. And I told her and I quit. That was probably one of my worst. I did it too. That's probably one of my worst jobs. It's fuller than you think it is. It is. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> um, so you just... Was the quitting story funny or did you just stop showing up? No, I think I just... Text message? Yeah, I think it was over text. I've quit several assistant nannying jobs like that because just, it's just, it's not going to be a good fit. I don't want to drag this out. And you can't say it in front of the kids because then they think it's them. Yeah. Yeah. That makes But do you know that the mom still talked mad shit on you? After I'm you sure. Like, Sam won't be coming back because she said you were an ugly little fuck face <laughs> and that your poop smelled worse than any other kid that she's ever babysat before. So, and um, she also this is your fault. And, you also, honey. <laughs> and also, your dad and I are getting a divorce, but that has nothing to do with her. It's uh, your dad was sleeping with his secretary. That actually, I think, was part of the problem. Uh, the moms are just like, they got all this pent up uh yeah my, i don't my, think that i don't my husband's think, yeah. a shit bag and i'm gonna take it out on the yeah also uh depending on how insecure the nanny could be because you're not uh, an unattractive woman uh they could yeah. have a problem with you it's true it's it's weird in la people like want attractive people to work for them but then they don't want them around their husbands yeah that's shitty <laughs> it's such a weird it's so weird oh um other job i was uh 
terrible at and should have never had in the first place. I refereed um, kids' soccer games in high school. Are you a soccer player? No. <laughs> That's <laughs> so. What was your uh, application process? Like, did you put in a, a resume for uh, soccer coach? You showed up to this workshop after school, and I was like, "That sounds like a fun way to make well, money." How old were the kids? Did you say? Uh, like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third. Yeah, they grade. just it's that's just eleven kids running around following the ball. There's no positions, and they they know they're supposed to be, but like yeah, but the parents are the problem. Yeah, it, that's the case with anything. You don't go to coach, coach the kids. You go to just be like the buffer between making sure some drunk dad doesn't fight the other team's coach. And stuff. Yeah, it would have. I hate it. It's it was so bad. It would have helped if I was better and more familiar with the rules of soccer. <laughs> Just kick, uh, you kick that one into that goal, and then you guys kick the into the like goal. the offsides and the uh, like a penalty kick versus a goal kick. I, I I was just it's funny that you say that. I was just thinking about this the other night. I have memories of uh, horrible experiences sometimes. I remember I was playing. I signed up to play soccer when I was in fifth grade, and I joined the season late because uh, my neighbor was already playing, and and I just. I was like pretty good for just like playing around in the yard or whatever, but I didn't know any of the rules of soccer. So mm -hmm. I was like, I'm fast and I can kick the ball. So I'm just going to go play for this team. And, uh, I got there and I got the first game. I got called offsides and I didn't know what it meant. And then mm -hmm. the second game, I also got called offsides. And then I was at practice like two days later or whatever. And the coach said something I'm like, let's work on this. We're gonna do this drill. And I raised my hand and I was like, Hey, I still don't understand offsides like no one's ever explained that to me and he looked at me and goes we're past that and then he just kept going on to something else and i was like but i'm not like, i'm i'm in fifth grade and to, to to be like hey you're never gonna learn what offsides means i don't i'm 35 i still have no idea what it means to be offsides and that was the last time I, aaron played soccer i do no i played for a while but i do know what it means now um but it was just like to be to tell a kid like hey everybody here has already learned that so i'm not going to tell you and i could tell you by the way in like four words <laughs> yeah that you should be yeah. able to, to facilitate that anyway sentence. it's just a horrible situation horrible coach yeah but, um, well i was a horrible referee so yeah i should have never been given i would have job. loved to have you to been my referee because you didn't know what offsides was so i never would have got called off never would have called it yeah. never would have called it also so wasn't silly. great at keeping score have you ever been fired from a job ever i have never been fired from a job you sound I, very certain i'm th trying to think i've i counted up uh i've had an average of four jobs a year in la um I've, I've had an average of three to four jobs every four to five months caleb and i did the math um my fiance and i did the math at some point and uh that was my total I, i've had so many jobs so i don't think i've ever been fired um, I left one job to film a movie and they told me when I came back that I could not come back because it was too long. Well, you do a lot of like very giggy type thing. They're like, mm -hmm. not like you don't, you're not a, um, lawyer. Like, you're not, you're not like, no. an, you know, you're not a, an accountant or something. You're, uh, um, no, my you job is like less than eight hours at a time. Usually. Right. And, and, and because of, of which, and that's like one of the things I like about you is you can do like five or six of them at a time. And it feels, uh, it's like they meet your needs, but also you're still like helping somebody else out. Mm -hmm. Um, well, you like cook for people too, don't you? You still do that? Yeah. Yeah. So right now I am a, a personal chef for a, a couple. Um, that sounds so badass. 
It sounds and you way cooler. I know you didn't go to culinary school, so no. like to call yourself a personal chef to somebody, you, you should say celebrity chef. That's even that's the, that's the coolest uh, job that you could have. I think. <laughs> then you have to like know calorie counts of things and stuff. I could probably pull that out of my ass. That's the best part about LA is you just tell people you can do stuff, and they'll pay you to do it. It's really magical. Yeah. Like I was like, I can cook, and someone said, "Would you cook for me?" And I said, "Absolutely." And I've been doing it for three years. Well. All you'd have to do is is cook for one famous person once. Yeah. And then you're a celebrity chef. There's um, this uh, person that I know in L.A. that was like a, um, a physical th- therapist, trainer, whatever. And then like one like C-list celebrity came to one of her classes one time. And then she changed her whole title on Instagram to like celebrity personal trainer, like whatever. Oh I'm like, do you understand God. that that's like if you worked at Subway? And uh, a sandwich artist. You you were a Subway sandwich artist, and uh, Ryan Gosling came in one day to get a six inch meatball, and then you went on Instagram and said that you were a celebrity chef. Like you cooked, you made a sandwich for one celebrity one time, but that's that's fucking Los Angeles right there. That's for a sure. Lot, that's a lot of that. It's like, what did I do that I can like really bend the truth? So I'm gonna stretch this out. Everyone's and just like squeezing the drops yeah. out what, of every situation. What little crumbs from this can actually <laughs> can I like put in in my uh, my bio on my Instagram profile? Truly, um, truly. No, we're not drinking Trulys right now. We're drinking Bubblies. But Trulys are the ones with alcohol. Yes, but yeah. I did, I had um, my first encounter with those. Uh, what's that? What's that? Not the Truly, white but claw. the White Claw Your at the Super Bowl. Claw? Yeah, I drank. They are so easy to drink. Yeah. Yeah, I drank like nine, and then I walked through a screen door. <laughs> My team, I, I'm a huge Chiefs fan, so like it was a big day well, for me. Yeah, um, That's the... So I can't drink those. Oh, but you should. I mean, it's more alcohol than a beer, and it's less calories than yeah, a beer. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. I had a hard time getting uh, buzzed off of them for a while, because I was just drinking them the same way that I would, I would drink uh, one of these. And I never felt drunk for a while. And then the other night, I drank like... I split a, a twelve pack with a buddy of mine, and then I felt really drunk. So it's like so six <laughs> is the number six in like a two and a half hour like period. Yep, that's yeah. about what it was for the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Congrats, by the way. I know you had a lot to do with that, but Thanks. um, how did your uh, husband to be feel about your victory? You guys, do you guys have a colliding house of of um? Yes. He, he's a he's a Broncos Den- fan. Yeah, he's from Colorado, and right? I'm Kansas City. So he we're an AFC West uh, family. Um, it's fine. He also really likes uh, Patrick Mahomes, so. We all won. He's still going to marry you, I think, despite the... the yeah, I think yeah. so. I hope so, because I just RSVP'd your... Uh, sorry that, that... I'm so excited. Well, I was, like, going, I was sending you a calendar invite for this, and I was like trying to find your email, and I was like, I don't think I responded to the thing, and Nancy was like, will you just double check? And I was like, oh, I remember why I forgot to do it, because we had to look at the dates, because there's like eight things to RSVP to you on your thing, and yeah. I was when I got the email initially, didn't know... I, didn't, I couldn't answer the question, so I was like, I'll do this later. And then I was like, well, I should at least RSVP to the the main event because I am going to that one. And did you know it won't let you just do one of them? You have to like <laughs> to no, go through No, I didn't know that. Them. Good to know. Um, we will. This is the <clears throat> this was the cheapest way we could possibly do invites was to send an email. We did uh, that. We did that. So yeah, Pay, it, was, it just weirdly and because so uh, getting married, um, doing like lots of activities after the wedding instead of before, and so. Uh, we just wanted to figure out what kind of numbers it was going to be. And I think people are taking it really seriously. Also, people suck because, like, barely anyone's RSVP. Well, um, let's just – Some of me. the events are 
whitewater rafting is one of them. Yeah, <laughs> and you're welcome. Zip, zip lining <laughs> and, um, and a, a hike that your uh, fiance described as a beast of a hike. It's like 14 miles like up the like. It's straight. a 14er, so it's up 14,000 feet. Yeah, well, I, that's what it was. But I was just like, yeah, no. <laughs> and that's why I was like, I'm coming to your wedding to get drunk and dance to. Uh, there's uh, a brewery tour also. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I checked yes for that. <laughs> Anyways, but um, we'll. We'll we'll just be fresh out of having had a a child, and I don't know uh, if so if we will be uh, up for whitewater rafting at that moment. But it's like you you ha- you have to look at life in a different lens when you have a dependent. Now it's like, should I go do something that I might die? Meh, I'm gonna just stay at home. I understand. <laughs> I was on a bachelor party, and we were in Mexico, and there's half the dudes that were there had kids, and we the we went on this boat, and the driver drove us over to this cliff. And he was like, yeah, you guys can, if you swim around the rock there, you can go, you can jump off of it. It's really cool. And like immediately me and like six dudes jumped in and we turned around and the, half the guys were still on the boat and they're like, what? And they're like, I got fucking kids, man. Like I'm not, <laughs> I can't die in Mexico. I got a, I got a bunch of kids at home that need me. So uh, I'll be on the boat. You guys go jump. I'll be right here. And I get that now. I absolutely understand. You feel that feeling? Yeah. I can't die in a zip lighting accident. I'm just excited you're going to come. So. Well, of course. Of course. We wouldn't miss it. Um... Where are we at in your career? What's the, um, what's your most recent? What do you do currently? You do the sh- you're a celebrity chef. So I'm a celebrity chef now. <laughs> um, I you were, you were uh, teaching yoga for a little bit. Yeah, I was teaching Pilates classes. I don't do that anymore. Um, I yeah. just quit. It's it was overrated. Just, Pilates is overrated. That was a lot of work for not very much money. I'll be honest. With I you. watched that uh, Bikram documentary on Netflix, and I'll never do yoga ever again. Oh, I didn't see it. Really? No. Do you know about it at least? No, I know that Bikram is like a sketchy person yeah but it used to be like the name associated with like hot yoga yeah and yeah, yeah. They, because he was such a creep ball they, yeah, they took it away they they changed all of them from bikram yoga to just hot hot yoga i think you also have to pay for that name yeah it was it was like you had to go to a session taught by him um where he would rape and molest you great and um but you if you wanted to get to, everybody was obsessed with the name Bikram Yoga, so you had to go get trained by his uh, his techniques to be able to open up your own Bikram studio because everybody wanted that. It's kind of like CrossFit. Yeah. Like you have to have certain – there's certain things you have to check off a list before you can classify your place as a CrossFit gym. To use the franchise just, name, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm – yeah, so I'm, I'm cooking. I am an assistant to an interior designer. Okay. Love it. She lives uh, a block away, which is really nice, so I can walk there. I love running errands. We live in I a love... nice, really nice neighborhood. We're, ma- we're successful. It's like kind of great. <laughs> yeah. Um, she, I love running errands. I like, I can, I like working on my own, right? Like when I cook, I put on my <laughs> headphones. I listen to podcasts or books. Um, same with when I drive. So nice. Love that. Yeah. I miss commutes. Uh, it's such like a grass is greener on the other side of the blah, blah, blah thing. Um, <laughs> like when I used to have a commute, I hated it. And but I was like listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. There's so many more podcasts now, and like this one as well. It's a great one to listen to if you I haven't. Agree. If you haven't, um, but when I had like I had that audition on the West Side, and I was like, first I was like, oh, that's gonna be like an hour each way, and then I was like, oh, but I got podcasts I want to listen to. <laughs> so I like there's it's good, and like sometimes I'm I miss being in the car as much, um, and I, I like uh, having excuses to to do it and turn off and just listen to podcasts. Yeah, it's kind of nice. I don't know what I, I don't did listen to my podcast. own podcast. I do. 
No, you should. I, I, to, in order to edit it, I have to. I've listened. I listened to it like three times all the way through. It's true. Sometimes yeah. I don't listen to them once they get air. Once they air, because I'm like I've already heard all of this so many times. You've been, and I won't. I don't remember half the stuff we've already talked about. Like now, we started like mm-hmm. 40 minutes ago or whatever. And um, like <clears throat> when I'm watching it back, or that was actually I reached out to you when I first started <clears throat> doing it, and I was like, any tips? And, and you were like, listen to your own podcast, and you'll get like you'll get a better understanding of like what's going on. And um understandment see that's the thing that i I would yeah (laughs) it's a word um and uh so yeah i I, when i'm editing them i'm pointing to my computer over there but Um, i i i hear it so many times that when it's published or when it's on youtube or spotify or wherever i don't need to listen to it again because i've already listened to it like 75 times yeah yeah i uh started having someone listen uh my friend cecilia who does laurel canyon creative um stuff she she listens Shout with out. me. Yeah, love them. Um, and so she takes notes as I go, so I don't have to go back and re-listen to the whole thing before I post it. So I already know kind of what an overview of what we did. And it saved me so much time because I have done ooh, 60, 70 episodes now. And now me listening back is just like, it's too much. Yeah, I thought about, um, I'm still thinking about maybe moving it to the table back there and mm-hmm. having just like a, so we can actually have stuff to write on and play with or computers or whatever. I haven't, I haven't figured it out yet, but I just like this light right here. Oh, it's so nice. Um, it's cozy. So it might it's be also diff- nice because you, you don't want to take yourself out of it though. That's what I will say. You know what, what I mean? What, by like looking at a computer or something? Yeah. Sometimes it takes away. Like taking notes and stuff. I don't know. Well, teach is on. So I would have, I mean like we've hit little pebbles in the road and we've gone off on little tangents uh, you know about Abercrombie and stuff like that even though that's seemingly work related because we both work there but it's like um if we were trying to stay on topic I would at least just be like here's where I stopped and even if we're going on this tangent I need to get back to that thing Mm -hmm. and I don't even know for us what that thing is right now (laughs) we were talking about yoga and then we started talking about uh what jobs I do right now I believe yeah uh so cooking assisting and I also do some event work with a company I've worked for for a long time. So it's like little jobs like bartending and this and that. Uh, and I manage those events and I um, am an event controller from home. So I am at home making sure the staff is fully checked in, making sure they're in touch with the client. I'm there if the client needs anything on the admin side uh, because the people who book the events work too much overtime. And so I'm there making less money, but I'm at home. And then once the event is going until it ends, I'm like on call, but I can kind of do whatever. So I just can't like hike or go to the movies. Yeah. Just got to, got to be available. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and again, that's like you, like, that's like, if you just told that to somebody, they're like, whoa, do you have any free time at all? It sounds like you're always working. And I don't know if it is. I mean, like we were just right when you got here a second ago, we were talking about how we haven't seen each other in the new year and you live right down the street literally down the street i could like throw my cell phone and hit your house from here <laughs> i could um, it'd be impressive yeah but um yeah we should definitely probably see each other more than we do but we are busy you're busy and uh it's, i also don't like to do anything past like 7 p.m yeah which welcome, kind of welcome to your 30s yeah it's fun it's yeah. awful <laughs> i like, love i love like the end of the night i'm so bad about because the next day starts at like 5 a.m. So I don't want to I think do there, there is this, um, it feels like we, like going out or like leaving your house needs to be a bigger event than it is, or like a whole production. But we've, and we've gotten kind of good about this with you guys is that like, we're like, hey, there's right down the street. Let's, there's a, and there's a liquor store in between my house and your house. So we'll walk over there in our PJs, our feel goods, mm-hmm. and um, stop and grab a bottle of wine, bring a game, and we just sit around and don't do shit. Like we don't need to, it doesn't need to be a production. Right. Hanging out. And just be like, hey, I 
haven't seen your face in a long time. Miss you guys. Let's uh, let's drink this wine and play this Settlers of Catan or whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, I agree. I wish more people would be into that. Yeah, and if anybody, it should be us because we are so close to each other. But uh, we'll we'll make an effort to be better about that. We'll we do should. it. And also, once we have the kid, you're going to be babysitting all the time. It's going okay, to be your sixth full-time job. <laughs> your sixth job. And like I know you got nothing on your plate right now, so I'm also going to add a baby to that. Perfect. Put the baby on the plate. Yeah. She's ready. It's a he. She? I said put the ba- oh, she, she, like me. She, she. Yeah. Um, yeah. So have you, have you wa- you've watched a, a bunch of kids. Have you had any um, you know, boys versus girls, which one's easier kind of uh, experiences? Mm, it's... Uh, on overarching things like I think the boys are kind of uh, more fun I feel like boys are like they want to like play and stuff whereas girls uh, the girls want to play and stuff but it's more like crafty things it's more like like I tend to like run around with boys more we tend to like do like crazy imaginative things whereas the girls want to learn a dance or they want to look at my phone you're not a big dancer I mean, I'll learn a dance on TikTok, like for sure. I'll I'll learn something. Isn't it crazy how some like I'll do you play with TikTok? The kids I babysit, so I stopped babysitting a couple of months ago, but they did. Yes. I have a TikTok, and I got, got so bored of it so quickly. Cause like, if you watch the, some of these people that have like the most followers, they're doing like little dances to songs, but it's the most like unimpressive anyone could do this kind of shit and i'm like well, who's watching this being like i'm following her that's that deserves a million loops or whatever it's just like the this. most minimal effort yeah but yeah. i also respect that they found something they can literally like if, move their hands in front of camera and make a million dollars it's terrible but and like then if i did that people are like lock this motherfucker up right now he's 35 and he shouldn't be doing that but did it, you vine no, and I wish I did. I mean, Vine is TikTok. Vine is dead, but Vine no, because there's there's more like a mute. Um, TikTok is musically, right? It's it, it, I remember. Yeah, they musically bought, they bought first, and so it's like there is a huge music component, but they also added like you can put texts on there, you can you know whatever. Um, but the the and there's long they're longer. Like Vine was limited to six seconds. Yeah. Um, the only reason I wish I would have done Vine is because a lot of people who started in Vine are now like bajillionaires and you know they gra- they went on to um i always talk about like graduating from platforms mm-hmm. at a meeting with instagram uh last week and it was like well, what, what are your goals in the future i'm like obviously to gra- graduate from this to something else like if you're if if you're really good at twitter like you get to become like sometimes you get plucked into like a writer's room on a tv show like you're like mm-hmm. writing like funny stuff all the time or like if you're really good if you have a really good youtube series you get a TV show like Workaholics, Broad City. Those were both things that were on, like those people were successful at YouTube first. And it's like whatever the model is for like, I need to, I want to come off of this and go real. I want to be in the real stuff. You want a springboard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know if these people like on TikTok like they want. I don't know what their next level is, or if they even think that there there is one, or if they want to, what they want to be after this. This right now, they're just like. Here's a heart. So I met a handful of them because I, this summer, I worked for that event company at the Taco Bell Hotel. In Vegas? Uh, No, they opened one in Palm Springs for just a weekend. But isn't there one in Vegas? There's like a chapel. There's a wedding chapel. There's a Taco Bell wedding chapel in Vegas. It's like a big Taco Bell bar situation. I don't know. I don't know. I like Baja Blast, but with booze in it. They do make that. They had this at this place too. This was like a you could enter and come. it was just for the weekend. But and they had were, like an influencer day. And you were feeding day. it to the TikTok kids. Um, yes, I was checking them in. I was the bellhop. Uh, 
and I was in like a little taco outfit, taco like like button up. <laughs> so it was like a resort shirt, but like with tacos. Okay. Um, it's pretty cute. I don't remember seeing pictures of that. I wasn't allowed to share them. We weren't as staff allowed to share any photos. That sucks. Yeah, it's fine. It's not exactly my finest hour working at the Taco Bell Hotel. Um, it's not really my thing. If you add the word hotel on it, it's crazy how much fancier that becomes. If you're like, here's the, I work at Taco Bell. Mm. I work at the Taco Bell Hotel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's way better. People loved it, but there was a ton of influencers who came, and it was an interesting vibe. We had like YouTube people, but the YouTube people tend, it's funny, they felt like classier than the TikTok people. Yeah, it's, be- it's better. Which made it requ- sense. I mean, there's no better or worse, but like it requires more effort for sure. I think so too. Yeah. Because if it, well, you can make the TikToks it, uh, native in your phone, and with YouTube, you need other big equipment. Oh my gosh, and so much more editing. And I yeah. know TikTokers can like edit and stuff, but I can't believe the word TikTokers is like a thing. I've actually, I don't think I've ever said that. I've said YouTubers, I've said memers, but I've never said TikTokers. Oh, I say like, or I'd say like Vine kids, Viners. Oh, these, you're, are you one of those Vine kids? <laughs> <laughs> now they're the grandpas. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I we, I mean. I, this is one thing that that was the my takeaway with with TikTok is I looked at it, I even posted like two or three, and then I was like, I'm cool not being good at this one. I think like like I'd rather do this is more my speed podcasting and uh, being on Instagram, and that's kind of where I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna be like I know how old I am, I know who follows, I know what my the age of my followers, and I don't think that like a bunch of 25 to 34 year old like um, work working people who hate their jobs are like i'd like to see him dance to kesha on an app <laughs> that my kids use i just I, I know they don't need that from me and uh if i ever get the sense that they do maybe I, I will but like i've never that's never been my thing is like moving towards what i i don't know you find your voice and i know what mine is yet and that's it's not dancing well you know who you're talking to too yeah, which i think yeah. is the most important you're very specific with that which is great what's your like a age demo for the people that follow your uh it's usually it's like 20 to 30 ish um of mostly people who are newish uh so like first year or two in la like okay. very very green or people who want to move to la do you get I'm a lot of people, people like reaching out to you like, and asking the, me questions yeah, all the time yeah. yes okay i mean that's kind of the point though right it's like it is well, and I mean, sometimes you're, you're sometimes i can't sometimes I can't help like there are some people who ask me legitimate questions which is cool I I'm also no one's guru I'm still and that's my thing is I'm still figuring this out that's literally on the website it says I'm not your guru I am not I am I have I have no idea what I'm doing most of the time I'm just figuring out what didn't work well you know who else doesn't have any idea what they're doing everyone (laughs) we're all everybody is literally making it up as they go along and anyone who is pretending that they they um they know the answers they're lying to you and you're just honest about it, and I love that. Uh, you're just like, hey, look, I can give you, if I had that experience, I can tell you how it went for me, but I can promise you it's going to be very different for you. Yeah, and the rules are always changing. Yeah. Like the way your commercial auditions are versus when I was a non-union actor yeah. are probably so different now. Yeah. Um, so I like to be really real with people about that because I'm still trying to book my next co-star and guest star. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, uh, not like calling it a day. Like I've, I'm so good. I'm done. Yeah. You know? Well, my and my whole thing is so backwards, and 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 would sound very shitty to any actor uh, that would like started. They came out here to like try to be, 
an actor. That's all they've ever wanted to do. They like went to theater in high school and they went to college for acting and they were like, I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to be an actor. And then I like didn't do any of that. And it, I went the opposite. This is probably like a story I should tell on your podcast. We've, this is your podcast today. <laughs> I'm just going to, uh, when we're done, I'm going to cut this audio and I'm going to I'll email. Post it. I'll post part of it as a bonus episode <laughs> for sure. I'll email it over to you and you can just post it on yours. You didn't have to do your own podcast this week. Um, I batch mine. I have to have them in advance. But I was, I moved to, I went to film school and I moved to LA mm-hmm. to be a director and there wasn't any, like, you don't just get to direct, you have to have material. So I was like, okay, well, what do you direct? Do you direct scripts and I don't have a script, so I'm going to write something. And uh, I was writing a bunch and I like specifically was like writing comedy. And then I was like, well, I want to do stand up and uh, did stand up and I was doing stand up and it went well. And I was getting asked to be on shows. And if you're on a show, do you need your picture on a flyer? And then so I had to go get headshots for that. And then I had the headshots and a commercial agent's like, hey, do you want me to send you out on auditions? And then I got an I auditioned and then I got a commercial, like, which is the most ass backwards way of becoming an actor that you could ever imagine. I mean, I did, like, and that's, like, every person who's a legitimate actor should punch me in the face for even, like, saying that. But it's, like... I don't think so. That's not how I, that's not how I intended it to be, to be. I mean, I did do... I acted a bunch, and I, I have a... I have some acting chops. But you're not taking but, but, you're not taking it in a disrespectful or taking it for I'm, granted. I'm not and trying to be disrespectful, and so I, I, I don't absolutely think you're... I think like, you're fine. This happens to people all the time that I they know. just fall into these situations. Yeah. And if you're going to treat them with respect and, like, work really hard at them, then... Yeah, and absolutely, that's what absolutely, wants. I do. Like, there's no no way should you show up on set and be like, I'm better than this. Like, I, it was like the, a great experience. It was really cool, and everyone was like really awesome to work with, and that's how it should be. But it was like, if I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't have done it. And that's that's right. I think you're kind of the same way. In that like, you don't. We talked about that with your jobs. Like, you don't do anything that you don't want to do. Yeah, and you're not gonna. I'm not gonna half-ass it, and neither are you. And that's why it's okay that you came in from a different angle, is because you're still not going to half-ass it regardless. But that's also very L.A. It's like there's no, uh, and what you were just talking about with the guru situation, like there's no one way to be an actor or to be successful in this mm-hmm. or to do that. There's so many different ways. You can ask You can ask 100 different uh, actors like how they made it, and you get 100 different answers. And um, I'm happy to provide one of those answers. Love it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, that's uh, this has been your podcast for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what I'm going to talk about, though, is acting stuff. That's my main job, so. Yeah, and that's okay. And I knew that was going to be the case, but, like, I at least had, uh, as of recent, have had some stuff to contribute. And I had a YouTube channel for, like, uh, two years back in the day. Yeah, I remember. And, um, you know, that that was another thing that was like, you know, you don't have to have an acting resume to do this. You can just, if you think you're good at it, you can just point a camera at your face and, and write some shit and, and see if it works. And some of it did and some of it didn't, and that was fun, too. But, um I think this is cool. I think this yeah. is a cool thing for your listeners to know about you too. Is that like this yeah. is moves you're making well, in that, your real life, and that was cool too. Is that that's why you, you podcast is like people people actually like feel like they know you a little bit better than yeah. just your your um, photo content. So that's neat. Um, I think we've. Do you feel good? Have you got anything else that you need to? Um, I feel Talk pre- about with your work? Okay. I feel pretty good. Well, why don't you tell everybody at home where they can follow you, where they can find you online, anything you got coming up, whatever you want to talk about. This, right. is, this is you. Um, so I am a One Broke Actress is on uh, most anywhere you find podcasts, um, except Spotify. I don't think I'm on Spotify yet. Uh, OneBrokeActress.com is all the articles I've written over the years. Um, I'm Sam Valentine. I have an IMDb page. I also have an Instagram, <laughs> Sam Valentine. I'll put the link to pretty, everything. Uh, all this stuff. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, I have a movie that's coming out later this year called Followed. 
Uh, it's going to be in a couple movie theaters. And Is it about Instagram? It's it's about a, a vlogger okay. who uh, goes to scary places and uh, videotapes them and what happens with him and his crew oh, cool. in the haunted hotel downtown. When did you shoot that one? Years ago. Oh. Oh, is that the one you did um, overseas? No. Mm-mm. No, it's the one I did right after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Marie did some scary Yeah, it's thing. called Incantation. Yeah. That one's out. Um, yeah, so that's coming up. Um, I think that's all I have. Uh, if there's a scripted podcast I did called uh, Four Single Chicks that's also about to come out. That's enough. You don't have to sound like you're like, I think that's all. That's enough. Like you got a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> but if don't, you need me, don't. I will be at one of my 17 side jobs <laughs> trying to get by. <laughs> Um, I'll be cooking for celebrities. Uh, stop by for a tasting. <laughs> Sam, thank you so much for this coming so by. Fun. So much fun. Thank you.